Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. From San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's episode, we're talking about using a technique called edging to increase your sexual arousal. And there's a quote from Robin Wright Penn, and she said, I've always wanted to be able to let myself go over the edge. And I think as we talk about edging today and, and <laughs> okay, having get, a little play on the words there, um, going over the edge, edging, we're going to be talking about this in depth in today's episode. But first, we start every One Extraordinary Marriage episode with a hug. And a hug is really an opportunity for us to acknowledge what mm-hmm. you've been doing for us to celebrate the wins in the one family. And this hug comes from a comment in the one family Facebook group that started with Merry Christmas. We gave each of our three adult children, two copies of your six pillars of intimacy book for Christmas, one for each spouse. That's awesome. What a great Christmas gift. Yes. What a great Christmas gift. She goes on to say, we told each of them what an amazing transformation our, our marriage has had in the last three months due to pouring ourselves into the book. Many tears as we work through it together, but so healing. Mm. Thank you for all that you do. Oh, I love it. I just want to like high five. We are Alex had his 20th birthday in December. So we technically have one adult child and one teenager, uh, one 20 year old and one teenager. I guess he's been an adult technically since he was 18. Yes. But, um, but I, I look at this gift Mm-hmm. that these this couple decided to do and really just so amazed at you know what does that look like for parents mm-hmm. to with their adult married children to say hey wait a minute like yeah we could give you you know the clothes or the you know gadgets or whatever but your marriage is so important to us that we're actually going to give you a, a marriage tool that we used in our own marriage mm-hmm. and i just I, like i was blown away reading this going that's that's generational change yeah and it's something that we've always said right here at One Extraordinary Marriage is that we're here to impact one marriage. Mm-hmm. That's our goal each and every time that we get behind these microphones that we're, we're talking to you in, in person or maybe via email or even our, our team. When, when we talk about this a lot here internally is like impact one marriage. Mm-hmm. And if we do that every single day, the change that we will see is going to be astronomical. And yet we also know that you can impact one marriage Mm -hmm. and that can have a profound effect in your own family, in your community. And so when you think about that throughout this, even as you step into a new year, Mm -hmm. it may be just like, who's that one couple that we can impact this year? Because what a profound effect that can have on them, their family. And all you did was bless them with a book. You just said, here you go. If you haven't picked up the book, Six Pillars of Intimacy, please do so. You can get that at sixpillarsofintimacy.com. Yeah, it just it's a little bit mind-boggling to think about the ripple effect. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love. And you know, I also love the fact that we talk about things that no one else is talking about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we are still in the midst of 
you know, the Christmas break with one kid home from college and one kid not having gone back to school, the high school or not having gone back to school yet and all this kind of stuff. And so um, there's constantly this whole like juggling of schedules and when is somebody going to walk in and who's going to be around and who's going to bring all their friends around and what does this look like for the sexual intimacy? And I will tell you, I love my children. You know, just recently, um, Alex had a whole bunch of his high school friends over there getting ready to go to, to a football game here in San Diego. And it was great. It was like noisy and people everywhere and they were talking to each other and st- and then they all left. And it was like just this absence of sound. I'm like, Oh, I actually love both of it. But when it comes to, when it comes to being able to have sex when your kids are around and I don't care if they're little, I don't care if they're teenagers, I don't care if they're back, you know, they're adult children and they come back and they're visiting, whatever that looks like for the two of you, there can be times when you think you're going to, and then you get interrupted and you're like, I am so frustrated, right? Like, like, are you kidding me right now, right now? Or as you know, kind of the premise for this episode, you can actually look at those pauses in your sexual intimacy as an opportunity to really start going after heightened increased arousal and the ability to climax later on. Mm-hmm. And that's really what we're talking about with this particular episode. Because there were times early on in our marriage when we would do this, right? We This is pri- and, and and as we were talking about this episode in particular and and edging which I didn't even know there was a name way back in the day, but I think we started doing this prior to kids. Yeah. Oh yeah. This was totally like a prior to kids thing. Okay. This was like early years of our marriage. Yeah. That's what I thought. And then I think we may have done it a couple of times while the kids were, were younger. Well, in this is the thing, right? I mean, so let me just give actually a definition yeah, for this. Yeah. Because last week we asked the question on Instagram, have you ever tried edging? And I put in there this definition and we knew we were going to be working with this definition for this episode. And the definition was that edging involves sexual stimulation and stopping just before the point of orgasm. It aims to extend personal sexual enjoyment for longer periods and may also intensify the experience. That's what was on. And so just to give context here, like when Elise and I have done this ourselves, you are guys, women, Wives, you're stimulating your man. Guys, you are stimulating your wife up to that point of ejaculation. Or orgasm. Or orgasm. And so it's very like, this is an interesting place to be. This is a very interesting because juxtaposition because you're like, I want to. I, I want to release. Well, somebody I, actually said in the comments, they're like, uh, no, because once that train is started, there is no stop in the train. <laughs> true. And yet we have found that there is heightened arousal. Mm-hmm. And so this can actually work in that place of like, oh my goodness, like we're, th- we're almost there. And as Elisa brought up at the beginning of the episode, kids are here. You can look at that as being a disappointment or we can change and reframe and go, wait a minute, we can use this as a way to hide our sexual arousal. Because I know some of you were even mentioning on the one family Facebook group, locked door, kid knocking. So it's that point of like, great, we want to. And yet now the kid's knocking on the door. Right. Believe me, been there. Still are there sometimes. Still there. Kids walking in, not no, into nobody our door. In. We, get, we, we, lock we, door. we lock our door. But kids are walking into the house, garage door opening, voices, TV gets turned on. Uh, like these are absolute distractions. And yes, they are frustrating. And yet, can we switch and go, okay, we brought ourselves to that point. Let's have a, a quick discussion knowing that we're going to just cool off right now for a little bit. 
let everything sort of settle, and then we'll bring ourselves to completion. Which, you know, interestingly enough, 63% of you said that you had never done this. So it's actually really fitting that we do this. Because I will tell you, there were years, like you mentioned, you mentioned when the, we had the kids and they were little, we weren't, we spent most of those years, I'm like in a state of probably heightened sexual frustration, not sexual arousal. Because, you know, like we'd, we'd be starting to, and then somebody would cry or somebody would yell out mommy or somebody would knock on the door and we didn't have the awareness. True. We did. I, I really think it was, uh, it was a lack of awareness to go, wait a minute. Yes. It's frustrating. They're knocking, but okay. They're little and they need us. And so let's just, let's just actually change our mindset on this to not be so frustrated and go, all right. We're going to push, you know, it's kind of like pushing pause on, on a movie and just like, you know, push pause and we'll come back to it just once, once everything gets situated. Right. Instead we were like, oh my gosh. And then, you know, whoever was up with the kid would be frustrated that they were up with the kid and whoever was stuck in the bedroom, you know, not up with the kid was frustrated that it hadn't happened. And so there's just all this frustration Mm -hmm. instead of saying, Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's just, let's look at this differently. Let's really, and I think that's, you know, even as we're starting a new year, it's how can you shift your mindset and, and what can you do in your emotional and sexual intimacy? Cause this isn't just a sexual intimacy, you know, scenario here where the two, of, you guys have to talk about this. Yeah. It's right? not like, it doesn't it, just like, Oh, it, like you're, you know, manually stimulating, you know, maybe you've got some kind of penetration and you guys are almost there. And then you just like, like pull out or stop and you're like, I'm done. We'll pick this up in 20 minutes. No, 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 no. <laughs> that you have to the mm, edging has to have both the emotional intimacy with it and the sexual intimacy because if you don't talk about what you're doing you want to talk about sending one spouse or the other through the roof with frustration it's gonna happen Mm -hmm. let's talk about real quickly too about women who are unable to have orgasm because they may be listening right now going well that's great and yet I can't, I, I don't have an orgasm like that. And I know for us, for, for many years, that was, that was difficult. Like there, there were, I struggled. there were Straight many, times, we, we both did. And, and, and some of it was just a lack of understanding how to, on my part, like I thought the whole thing, like the whole vulva area, like all of it needed to be rubbed or someplace magical need to be rubbed. And I didn't understand where I needed to be. I was just gonna say the elusive G spot. <laughs> the elusive, yes, the elusive G spot, and and so th- that was a frustration for us. And so part of edging too was this understanding of how are we stimulating one another, like it, being in that moment, not just trying to get through mm. our sexual experience. Mm-hmm. It, it was a way for us to explore one another to. do different touches on one another that heightened it knowing though together that we were going to stop. Right. And so for, for those of you who have difficulty orgasming, there are two books that we would highly recommend. I'm going to put those here, the links here to those, to those here in uh, the episode notes. Yeah. Uh, One of them, the vagina Bible. Guys, this is the book I give to every couple. One of two books that I give to every couple for their wedding. Mm-hmm. I, I believe in, in education so much that I, you are not getting towels from Tony and Elisa. You're getting the vagina Bible and its companion by a separate author, the penis book. Yep. Like you invite us to a wedding. It's what you're getting. So great book to be read by both of you. hundred percent. Second book guys, this one is for you and I've read it. I love it. And I think we as men and as husbands need to learn how to pleasure our wives 
above our own, our own selves at it for a time. Because for us, it's very easy to ejaculate. Like it's not hard. Can we just say easier? Because it's easier. not. For, okay. It's not easy for every guy. No, it's like, not. E- it, but what I'm saying is, for us to get an erection and to ejaculate, it, it happens pretty regular. Yeah. Like it, it's not hard for our wives to get us to get to that point. Yes, if you have ED, if you have some some other underlying issues that are. That's a whole nother thing and another topic, which we've talked about. So this book is She Comes First, The Thinking Man's Guide to Pleasing a Woman. Uh, Also link here in the episode notes. I would highly recommend you read it. Wives, read it as well. Because again, when you both are on the same page, there's an understanding of like, this is what I am going after. And this is how I am. I am attempting to please you and bring you to orgasm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, even as we're talking about this here, you know, I'm thinking about the fact that you know, we live in a day and age where it's all about instant gratification. Like, I want it now. Like, let's get this over with. I mean, there were times that I actually uttered that phrase oh. in our sexual intimacy. Like, just like, Shoot, like, get yes. it done, dude. Get it done. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, like, I mean, talk about like that's that's not the topic. We can talk about that on another episode. That is a good episode because that that is tough to overcome. Okay, but, we're not talking about that. Yes. But we're talking okay. about the, edging. We're talking about getting back into a place of, you know, not being in this instant gratification, but actually making a decision Mm -hmm. that you're going to delay Mm -hmm. orgasm, delay the gratification, delay the climax intentionally, Mm -hmm. which some of you are just like, what in the heck, Alisa? Why would you do that? Well, 63% have said they've never done it. They've never done it. But, you know, here's here's what I want to share with you guys that one, you know, when you are exploring one another's body, there is this physical component to it, right? It's yes, it's a sexual intimacy, but you're learning where and how your spouse wants to be stimulated. And let me tell you how critical this is. I was having a coaching session with a couple, a couple weeks ago. And we were talking about the fact that the wife was a little frustrated that the husband wasn't really like lining up on the mark. And she's like, it's just like being at two o'clock. And I said, well, here's the thing. And maybe I've shared this on a previous episode, but your two o'clock when you're laying down versus his two o'clock when he's on top of you, they're opposite of each other. So you may be saying two o'clock and to him, that's actually 10 o'clock. So this whole idea of exploring one another in this place of edging where you're just think about it, the clock's reversed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no, I am. I'm like, uh, okay. Yes. This is how, this is how fast my brain works when I'm coaching, but I'm like, it's totally opposite. No yeah. wonder they're frustrated. But, but getting into this place, edging is all about like, educating yourself on your spouse's body and on your body and on what works, right? So being in that place of being fully physically present as you're touching one another, whether it's manual stimulation, whether it's oral stimulation, whether it is penetration and pulling out, like getting into that place. So you've got this fully physical component to it. Yes, it's sexual intimacy. And then you have this emotional component because you have to be willing. If the two of you have agreed that you're going to edge, you have to be willing to actually be like, no, stop now. Right. Well, and, and, I and think, not go over like Robin Wright, Robin Wright Penn said, going over the edge. Right. But I also think there's that physical intimacy that is that can be played out here as well in terms of massage, mm-hmm. other touches that have nothing to do with touching one another's genitalia. Sure. R- r- truthfully, you can, and I know for Elisa and I, there are times when nobody's around. We know we have some time for one another and just the ability to give her an, a massage. The best. And using like the shea butter candles, like they heat up, you, you, I mean, it warms up. And so putting that oil on my hands, putting that on her body, 
that that totally turns her on and totally turns me on to a point where we are over the edge once penetration happens. Mm -hmm. But if we wanted to, we could literally, if we were discussing this and looking at edging going, that's what we're going to do. And we're going to, we're going to have some fun with this. There may be some penetration, but there's not going to be ejaculation. We are going to massage one another. We are going to heighten that sexual arousal Mm -hmm. to the point where we know that one of us or both of us are going to be very close and then just go, okay, we're going to step away. We're going to go take a shower. We're going to go about our day. Mm -hmm. And knowing that later on, it could be 20 minutes. It could be two hours later. It could be this happening in the morning and and coming back to each other in the evening and completing. But I know for a fact that when we do this, the arousal, that it's just from that physical, the emotional, because now it's almost that flirty talk to one another of what's to come, the anticipation. Exactly. And anticipation is an incredible aphrodisiac. You know, it gives Mm -hmm. you the opportunity to not just be like, you know, I think the average sexual encounter is like seven to 15 minutes, right? So this- From start to finish. Yes. Okay. So this really, you know, gets you into a place of saying, hey, how are we going to flirt with one another today? What's it like, what are those looks going to be? What are those touches going to be over the course of the day? How do I, how do I have an opportunity to romance you or tease you or tantalize you? It's being so intentional about your sexual intimacy and your physical intimacy and your emotional intimacy when it comes to this, that everything gets heightened Mm -hmm. because you've paused, right? And so you're looking at where's going to be the opportunity in that same day or, you know, like I said, I mean, it could be just pausing in the encounter and just being like, okay, we're just going to go back to kissing and we're going to like, like you can edge in the middle of one encounter or you can Mm -hmm. edge and like get up and go about your day and come back to it. We've done both. We've done both. And there's no, there's no written rule on how you do this, right? The two of you could actually have a conversation on what this whole idea of stopping and starting, getting to the edge, but not going over what that looks like Mm -hmm. for the two of you. But it's getting into this place of saying, Hey, what are we capable of? Right? What does this look like for us? And let's talk about how you two can actually use edging to increase your sexual arousal after this break. We're back and we're talking about how you can use edging to increase your sexual arousal. And, you know, the, the most simple definition or, or strategy around this is get to the edge of orgasm. Don't go over. Stop. Wait. And then start again. Like that's, <laughs> that, that is like get almost there and then stop. Like I said, you can either, you know, kiss, massage, do whatever, or, or get up and go about your day and then come back to it later. Because I promise you, you both will be thinking about it during the day. I'm thinking about it now. <laughs> <laughs> and real life, this is what happens when Tony and Elisa record a podcast. <laughs> I'm like, wow, this this sounds fun. Like, we got to go do this. We got to go do this. And, and we've done it. We've done it more recently. Not like we have in the past. I think more recently, it's been in the moment the where are the you the same right? encounter right, right. yeah and, and so it's it's interesting to think back to those times when we would just go okay we're going to just get up and we're going to go get about bed. our we're going to go we're just going to get up and go about our day and the discipline to do that i, I find wow like we, we did that a lot at times. Tony's and, so impressed with himself right now. Like if you guys. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I could do that at this point. I, I'm sure I could if we were in agreement and understanding where, where, 
like where we would start mm-hmm. and when we would come back to that. Right. Um, but I find it just, it, it's such an interesting, it's such an interesting experience. It, it, it just really like that, those moments in between, mm-hmm. I, I think are just very, um, the, 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 even the touches are just heightened. There, there's this interesting dynamic that happens in there that doesn't happen any other place. And you have to be truly like vulnerable with one another mm-hmm. in this place and wanting to experience this together. And I think really looking at our pillars of intimacy and going, hey, how are we strengthening these through this experience? What does our emotional intimacy look like? What does our physical intimacy look like? Because as Elisa said, there's no hard and fast rules here. You guys get to make those for you. For some of you, you may go like, hey, you know what? Words can be used, but touch can't be. You know what I mean? But for others of you, it's like no words can be used, but we want to be able to touch one another and see what that's like. And so I I find it to be just this really interesting place within our sexual intimacy that many different um, feelings and emotions can can be Mm -hmm. stirred. Yeah. And it was interesting too, as you know, all of you shared your strategies with us, how you've done this in the past. Um, some people said, you know, give a blow job, stop for a minute, then do it again. <laughs> mm. Just keep repeating that. Uh, partial insertion without deep penetration. Done that. Yeah. Me being on top and controlling it or him using oral sex on me and controlling it. Mm-hmm. Well, now, now that one, I, I do, I think you on top, like for us, you can control that better. I think me giving you oral in the, in the recent past is like knowing when to stop because when it was tougher for you to orgasm, that was easier to understand. And as the what what was the that that you just referred to? You having an orgasm? Yes. Like because it wasn't as regular, you could you could share and express like yes. oh because it wasn't like it is now like we've refined technique there's we, been a lot of education in the de lorenzo marriage over the last 15 years so like there are times when i'm giving you oral and i don't know that you're having an orgasm but you actually are yes i can also i can also control the intensity a little bit more now than i could like early on in our marriage, just total side note, early on in our marriage, it would just come now. Like if I want the orgasm would just come now, just through years of, of just being aware of when I'm orgasming and the intensity and things like that, I can actually, to some extent, control it to some extent, not always, um, the intensity if I want them to last longer. So that's, okay. that's all that is. So, so that's all, that's all I'm saying. It's just understanding though, like for us, oral works fine. Mm-hmm. It's just you having to verbalize like, stop. stop. <laughs> and you being willing to listen in a good way. Not like, <laughs> not like in a, you know, you're not listening to me, but like, no, I want you to have an orgasm type yeah. thing. Um, other folks said lots of communication about two to three edging sessions per person for amazing orgasms. Okay. Uh, back and forth oral sex. Hand jobs right until orgasm and then vaginal sex. Okay. Pulling out, stopping to kiss. Mm-hmm. Teasing all day with a wireless vibrator. It's like, <laughs> yeah, okay. Manual sw- stimulation, switching back and forth between who gives and who receives. Hmm. Um, the last one, toys, oral, swapping back and forth. So the focus isn't just on one person for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. 
And I think, you know, you hear in a lot of these responses is that, you know, when a couple is engaging in edging and, and making it part of their sexual toolbox, it's really looking at this place of going, how do we go back and forth? How are we in this place where our sexual intimacy is both giving and taking? It's not just a one-sided, like I used to be all those years ago where I was like, just get it done, dude. You know, like get it done. I'm not, I'm not it's just whatever you got to do, make it happen. But instead being like, no, 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 like we're both in this and it's going to be good for both of us. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a decision. Can, can I just talk about the fact that, you know, and you may have heard it throughout this episode on edging, but this is where the two of you are deciding how you're both going to be fully present and engaged in this encounter that you are having sexually. Another thing, and I just saw, and I remember seeing this in the one family private Facebook group, one couple using the bath time. They enjoy jumping in their bath together and that time together. So that's another opportunity Mm -hmm. where, again, outside of the bedroom, enjoying one another, stimulating one another, not to completion, but hey, you could have fun in the shower, have fun Mm -hmm. in the bath, do something that entices the two of you to that point to then go, okay, cool. We're going to lay low right now for a little bit. We're going to cool down a little bit and then we can jump into bed right? and pick back up. And so there are many different ways when it comes to toys and all that sort of stuff. We do have our bedroom adventure bundle, Mm. which is a fun way to try new things on one another. It may be a way for the two of you to stimulate one another in a way that you're like, oh my gosh, this is this is awesome. Like mm-hmm. this is, this is, this heightens it. And then, but a, as well as be able to go, okay, we're going to put a pause on it right now. So you can check that out. I'll put a, a link here in uh, the episode notes. You can also go to one extraordinary marriage.com slash bundle to check out that bud- bedroom adventure bundle. I think it's just important. You know, we've talked, I mean, the show is almost 13 years old, right? Which is, we've talked about sex a lot over the last 13 years. But what's important when we come to talking about orgasm and being in this place of edging is to understand that, that when you are in this practice of edging, when you're like the the start stop, when you're, Mm -hmm. Hey, we're going to delay the gratification. Hey, we're going to pick this up later. We're, we're going to be in this. You are keeping yourselves in, you know, when it comes to the stages of arousal, just before orgasm, you're staying in the place of excitement and plateau. And so where you're, you're creating this sense of arousal and you're not going to the point of orgasm. Right. And so it's, what can we do? And this is really a, what can I do? What can we do? You know, going through and saying, how can I communicate this to my spouse? Mm -hmm. What are the conversations that we need to have? What are the touches that get us almost there, but not fully there? Right. And, And being in this place of saying, Hey, you know, let's, let's have a commitment to our marriage, our sexual intimacy this year to just to explore new techniques to be in this place of saying, Hey, we haven't done this before. Maybe like Tony and I were like, Hey, we haven't done it this way in a really long time. You know, it used to be pretty frequent in our repertoire when we were, you know, newlyweds and and that type of thing. But it's been, you know, I mean, good grief. Our youngest is 17. It's been a while where we've gotten into this place of saying, Hey, let's, let's actually get aroused early in the day and come back to it at night Yeah. or in the afternoon or whatever that looks like. Like these are opportunities to have conversations, you know, for the two of you to have a conversation that people are not, that people are not having these conversations. It's a tool in your marriage toolbox within your sexual intimacy. Mm-hmm. And any tool, as we've shared before, can be used for many different things. Here's the thing, though. 
with this one in particular, this one may need a little more use and it needs to be used for the, in the purpose of practicing Mm. how to use it. Mm -hmm. You don't pick up a bat and swing at a ball and expect to hit a home run. Like great analogy. You're going to have to pick up that bat and do multiple swings. The best baseball players hit 300. That means they miss seven out of 10 times. But here's the thing. In our marriages, we can actually bat higher than that. If, and here's the big thing, if we're willing to be vulnerable with one another when it comes to our emotional and our sexual intimacy and using this technique of edging. And so don't get frustrated if it didn't work out the first time. Don't get frustrated with your spouse and with one another if it didn't go exactly the way you thought it was going to go the third time. Continue to press in, talk about it, express what happened. Where was it? Where was it really good? Like express the good parts of it. Hey, if we could do that a little more, wow, where would we be? And then also share like, hey, this didn't work so well, but come up with a solution. Hey, that that wasn't really that really didn't turn on me on or that didn't that didn't work as I expected. And yet here's how we can make that better for you and for me and for both of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, you know, learning how to use a new tool is just that learning how to use a new tool. And, and I would say challenge yourselves this week. If you if you are one of the 63% that have never done it. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Move yourself out of that category, right? Try it this week, but try it this week with grace. Mm hmm. Of the fact that, you know, the first time you picked up a a tool, you didn't know how to use it. Like Tony said, keep practicing with it and just see what this does for the arousal in your marriage. See how it heightens it with that anticipation, that that bit of romance and flirtiness that carries you on. Yeah. All right. That's it. Little fun on edging this week. Go try it. We'd love to hear what your experience is like because we want to share it with others here in the one family. So don't forget, you can let us know. You can send us a hug at hugs at one extraordinary marriage. Go out there this week, discuss edging with your spouse and put it into practice. Go try it. See what happens. Take yourselves out of your comfort zone to experience the sexual intimacy you desire. You guys have yourselves a fantastic week. We'll catch you next week. Love you guys.